0: Okay, finish this sentence. The person who lives above a fence. You made it sound good this morning. Thank you. you. Yeah, thank you, Blake and Stephanie, and and I suppose thank you, Lydia House, for the purchase. That sure cost a few bucks. So, the person who lives above a fence. Hmm. <laughs> Very true. Keep them coming. He's wise. Mm-hmm. <coughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Everybody should at least think of one. The person who lives above a fence. Shows love. Mm. Hmm. Yes, indeed. Two more. Pardon? Yes, definitely. Mm, Yeah. So Karen and I are sitting in the front row at the Holy Spirit conference, and Francis Frangipane is talking about his relationship with his wife, and he said, We made a decision that we would choose to live above a fence. And we poked each other and we said, let's give it a try. Easy to make the decision, hard to pull it off. (laughs) Not an easy thing to live above a fence. But if you do, you get all those things that we just talked about. Finish this sentence. The person who holds to a fence Becomes bitter. Mm-hmm. Will Pardon? Will suffer. suffer. Mhm. I was thinking about Kim Jong il. I think he's got a serious father wound. That's what my thought. But with all the people who have been hurt over his whatever it is. He killed yeah. his father. It's all the people. Oh oh yes. the wake of all carnage. Yes, yes. So the person who who holds on to offense will 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 have a lot of destruction in his life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, So we decided we wanted to give it a try, and we're getting better at it. It's not easy, because there are some things that sort of seem to deserve an offense. This deserves a reaction. (laughs) This provokes me. And so let's look at some scriptures and talk together about it we got Proverbs in three different chapters, consecutive chapters, three different words about offense. He who covers over an offense promotes love, but he who repeats a matter separates close friends. So you got two options there in that passage. You can either cover over an offense. The word cover is the Hebrew word kafar. You've heard of a celebration in Israel, Yom Kippur. That's the the day of covering. The day of covering. And for us, Calvary, the cross is the day of covering when our sins were put on the cross and they were covered. So... You can choose to cover over an offense. Give me some respectable reasons why you might not do that. They're, they may not be good, but they, you may be respectable. Why you may not cover over an offense? Just did you have one? I saw you whispering. I said "If you're a lawyer, if you're a lawyer, okay, yeah, you get paid not to cover." Yes. You have to be aggressive. Good. Did Jesus always cover over an offense? The answer is no. There were times where he, because the matter uh, uh, served a higher purpose than covering over offense, he would go after. He never covered over the offenses of the Pharisees because they were blind and bigoted, so he went after them with a vengeance. There are times when we should not cover over an offense, where there's abuse. You you need to deal with certain issues. But for the most part, probably 95% of the time, the issues that we experience at work. Now, I think there are times to go to human resources. I heard one recently where someone should go to human resources. I recommended it. There are times when you should cover over an offense of a boss because you're going to learn something wonderful. You're going to learn to be like Jesus. 1 Peter 2, 21-25 says, He died not only for us, but He died to give us an example that we should walk in His steps who committed no wrong, no evil was in His mouth. When He was reviled, He did not revile in return. Now He did with the Pharisees, but He didn't from the cross. He was going for it. He was covering over. So there are times when it's appropriate for you in a workplace, in a marriage, in a school to say, God, is this one that I should cover over or is this one that calls for future more attention? And probably the Lord will, on most cases, will say, cover this one, cover over this one. And when you do, you're doing something counterintuitive to your flesh and God is winning in your life really big, really wonderful. I wish I understood this. There was a lady uh, at Trinity Lutheran where I was pastor, and she was telling me about this boss, and wasn't a good boss. And I can't understand why they would treat people that way. And yet, in that situation, it's the very situation that Peter describes, and he says that God's going to do something in your life if you respond in a God-honoring way to, not to choose not to. You're promoting love. How many, how many like the idea of promoting love? Anybody like that idea? I wouldn't mind pr- being a pr- promoter of love. If you don't, you know what you are? You're a promoter of breaking relationships, separating close friends. Whoever repeats a matter separates close friends. You can get a reputation for breaking friendships if you If you take up offenses, so how do we cover over an offense what are what are some ways that we can cover over an offense not to it. okay Is't that hard not to react? If we learn how to respond rather than react, we're in a we're in a wonderful place. But but our human nature quickly quickly responds, and I I didn't I thought it was going to be fairly easy to live above offense with Karen because I love her. She shouldn't have said that to me. That wasn't that that was not even the truth. And I'm reacting in my heart, and I'm at the same time I'm supposed to live above the fence. Not not hard, not easy to do. Yeah. Th- the word cover, you know, it, it can be used in a lot of different ways. And it was used for the covering uh the blood c- would come on the ark of atonement and the blood would cover. And it was a picture of covering over our, our sins. So when we choose to cover over an offense, we're we're choosing to forgive someone. We're saying, I forgive you. I'm not gonna hold it against you. I'm not gonna take vengeance. I'm not going to demand an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Uh, separates close friends. I think you're repeating it to other people. You're gossiping. Uh, if you're a victim, you want to tell other people about your problems. And uh, you, tell, you, you tell people, and you spread that, and it separates people. It, it uh, breaks friendships, yeah. Good picture. Good picture. Yeah. Let's Sure. I, sure, I think where you have a responsibility as a teacher, a parent, a policeman, a president, there are things that you have to hold people accountable to. We we have to hold our children accountable to. Uh, so you're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> right, and I think, like, the boss and HR, it's great to not take offense in yourself and let that, like, bother you and crush you down. But if they're doing inappropriate behavior, even if you're like – That's that's true. Both are true. Absolutely. Yeah. So, let's go to the next scripture. An offended brother is more unyielding than a fortified city, and disputes are like the barred gates of a citadel. Uh, I crushed my toe once. I don't know if I have shared this at Lydia House but I was uh, pushing a piano into the multipurpose room where we were gonna have a celebration. And I got into the multipurpose room, and it was a a low upright, and it started to topple, and I tried to stop it, mistake. I tried to, it it, uh, came on my left big toe, and it crushed it, and it, uh, when I, the guy came over and he said, "You know, you're going to the hospital." I said, "Yeah." And so, uh, on the way, Gordy Rich prayed that I wouldn't have any pain. He stitched it up. As he stitched it up, he uh, he uh, encouraged me by saying, "This is the worst toe I've ever worked on." And uh, he said, "You will not be able to tolerate the sheet on your on your toe in your bed at when you sleep at night because it's it's anything." will be painful for it. Gordy Rich prayed that I wouldn't have pain, and I didn't have pain. Didn't have pain. Until three days later, I was walking, and I kicked the typewriter stand. Anybody remember, any older people remember <laughs> a typewriter stand? Those rickety things? <laughs> they, they actually, they were supposed to hold up, hold up typewriters, but they didn't hold, hold up much other. And I accidentally kicked it. Karen, because I didn't have any pain, thought that I must have severed the nerves. And with well the way it looked, I could have severed the nerve. And uh, I yelled to her after kicking it, I didn't sever the nerves! <laughs> so after that, this is how I walked. I was very defensive. And if you came close to me, I made sure that you didn't bump my toe, because that wouldn't feel good. I didn't want that. I was defensive. So this is how a person operates. When we are Uh, have taken on offenses and we are so locked up inside we are very defensive and so it's hard to break through and I was defensive I didn't want you to break through I didn't want you to touch me I didn't want you to get near keep your distance because I've already been hurt so uh, an offended brother so you need to ask yourself am I holding on to offenses if they're piling up I need to I, I just need to deal with them. I need to get them out, and I get them out through forgiveness, through saying, okay, I'm not going to hold this person responsible. I'm going to let you. It's not that I I couldn't care less. I say to people when we're, we're praying for healing, for father wounds, mother wounds, I say it's not that they didn't hurt you. It's that you are not choosing to take vengeance. Do you know who does? God does. He takes vengeance if necessary. He will get even with somebody. I'd rather not have God getting even with me. Now, his mercy wins over justice. But there is a time when God brings justice to bear on somebody when he causes his weight to go. And I'm not good at that because I don't see things clearly. I may take out two teeth for one teeth because it hurts so much. And so I'm, I'm not, I, can't, I can't do that justice thing. But God can. And so he says, vengeance is mine. I'll take care of that department. So you don't have to take care of that department. But if we're, if we're, uh, if we're uh, unyielding, it's hard to break through us. And so you just need to ask yourself the question, am I in that place now? Is there anything where, where I've, I've accumulated hurts and I'm in a place where I just need to let them go? I was praying with a girl once. I was ministering at a church, and they asked me to do deliverance with a girl. And I ha- didn't have a lot of experience doing deliverance, but I said, of course. And So we talked, and she had incredible wounding. People had taken advantage of her, just incredibly. And uh, so I said, uh, I'd understand if you couldn't forgive these people. I would certainly understand. But you need to forgive. And if you can forgive, it will release a whole lot of stuff. She wanted to. She couldn't get the words. She couldn't say it. She couldn't. It took 10 or 15 minutes. I'm not exaggerating. To get her to try to get it out. Because the demons were so attached. She, she had had incredible pain. And he- holding it in. And she had become that fortified city you couldn't break through. And so the Lord was coming to break through. And finally, she was able to say, I for. She said the words. Immediately, her countenance changed and she was free. It was like I didn't even have to pray now because she was free. She let go this incredible. It must have just stunk, incredible, load that she was holding. Do you blame her? I don't blame her for a moment. She didn't know. She didn't know how to get rid of it. So I'm not, I'm not looking at anybody and saying, shame on you. You're like a fortified city. No. Mercy triumphs over justice here. But if it, uh, it, it happens, to those who hold on to a fence, then they get locked up, and she was absolutely locked up and when you're locked up uh, demons they're attracted to garbage where there's garb where there where there's garbage, then you find all kinds of animals right we <laughs> we're doing uh um, Compost. Hard for me to get the word sometimes, and so we put the garbage right outside our door, and we had a muskrat that was out there in inside. And I, I looked at him, and he came back at me. <sighs> he wanted to show me how ferocious he was. With it. I put a stick in his face, and I didn't stop him. He was ready to go after me, because he wanted the garbage. Well, Satan sends demons. To feed on the garbage of someone who who is holding on, and we have to get rid of that. And it's hard. It's painful. And I understand if it's hard. I've seen people where it's hard they couldn't even speak the words. What a miracle when she spoke the words. It was okay. Demons gone. Out, out, out. Jesus in. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. So we don't want to be in that place. Third. A man's wisdom gives him patience. It is his glory to overlook an offense. Glory is the manifestation of character. God is glorious. It's, it's the outworking of his of his character. It, it, he shines. People with character tend to shine, some people they John, John Paul Jackson would go into a store, and, and they would they would say, "What is it about you?" Well, he had a glow. There's there's glory there, and so uh, it, it 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 brings glory to overlook for you to live in this way. I'm Not going to get to anything on the back. I'll just let you look at that, or maybe we'll take it up at a different time. Let me let me tell you something. I was going to preach a different message this morning i was going to I was going preach what I'm going to give on Thursday night, and I wanted to do a trial run, and so I wanted to give it to you this morning and um at about uh, what was it, about eight o'clock eight thirty um I said to Karen, "I'm not going to give that message. She said, "Good." <laughs> She was really happy, and the, I'm. I'm going to tell you this. The Lord spoke to me. I wasn't really asking Him because I was. I was happy with what I was going to. Well, it's a hard word to share, but it's an important word. I'm going to share it sometime here. But it's on Jesus' view of the last times, and it's. It's not a. Something to lift your spirits, and as I was thinking about it, the Lord spoke to me, and. Uh, Said no, and he said do this instead, and she was very happy. So, um, and it fits in with where we've been, fits in with what you, what Nate has been giving you, last two weeks. I I come back at the last ten minutes and I hear this good discussion, going on, sometimes heated, but that's g- that's okay, that's good. That we have a chance, in an atmosphere like this, to talk things over together. So I want to end now. Well, we got plenty of time. It's only nine thirty. We we got lots <laughs> of time here. I want to pray for you. Uh, this is hard for me, so I know it's hard for you. But if we can live this way, man, we're we're really on our way. If we can live this way at work, if we can live this way with our kids, we can live this way. Certainly in our fa- in our marriages. Karen and I are still working on it. We're better than we were when Francis shared the word. We're getting there. I don't live unoffendable because I still get offended, but I'm uh, I'm I'm on the, on the way. I'm I'm on the way. I think Karen would say that too. Paul's getting better at at not being offended. So I want to pray that this is be the way that you live. That you'll 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 uh, really uh, desire it, Father. I thank you that this is the way Jesus lived. And we absolutely don't have the power to do it on our own. The only commands that you ever give to us are impossible ones. I noticed this when I was in Latvia. Uh, God told Joshua, who was about to take over for Moses, do not be discouraged. And I said, that's impossible for him under the circumstances. And the Lord said, right, give me a, give me a command that, that's not impossible. How about pray without ceasing? How about have no anxiety about anything? How about rejoice at all times? They're all impossible. So here's another impossible one. Live above a fence. So I grab on to the Lord and I say, Would you work that in me? For God has at work within you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. He will will it in you and he will work it in you if you surrender to him. And so, Lord, we surrender to you because we want to live that way. We want to live that way in our workplace. We want to live that way at home. We want to live that way in, in connecting with other people. We don't want to take up offenses. We want to release people so that they can respond properly to you. You agree? Does it sound good to you? Say yes and amen to that. Okay. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit. Amen. Turn to somebody before we go. We're going we're going to go have a potluck. We're going to have food. You can stay as long as you want. We love it when you come up and uh, we get to eat together. Everybody can come. I want you to pray with somebody next to you about what we just talked about. So everybody gets prayer. You give a prayer and you and you uh, you you receive so that you pray for one another, so that you can live this way, and uh, we'll see a difference at the, won't we?